Welcome to From Is Home with the River. Hey, welcome back to Roma's Home. This week we have another hashtag real life episode, but we mix it up a, a little just to test it out. So Monica is having her afternoon nap because she was the loudest last week. And then you might hear some squealing. That's Teresa. She's watching TV. That's our little squealer. Yeah, yeah no, it's I mean, honestly, it's, it's a little bit better to record now. It's one of those one of these things where the last little while it's been very difficult to do the show at eight. Actually, I remember that one time. The computer was all broken and everything. We were up till like 11.30. I think it was something like 11.30 figuring it out. It was so so frustrating. It all eventually worked out. We had That was the one episode where we had to redo it. That was like the only episode we ever had to redo. Yes, and, and it was it was our one-year anniversary episode too. Oh, uh, that was so frustrating. It was <laughs> yes. all just all chaos. So not the best idea to leave it so late. So anyways, we're, it's a beautiful sunny day in Italy. It rained yesterday, finally, after like two months. That's what I'm not complaining. No. I ain't complaining. It's, it's extremely gorgeous right now. So it's, it feels like it's like the beginning of spring. So. But the temperature is very even. I don't know if it's the, the sea effect, but it's 12 to 15 degrees every single day. It, sunny. And it's, it's pretty, it doesn't change. It's pretty even. Yeah, night and day for the most, like, of course, it goes down during the night a bit. But yeah, for the most part, it's pretty consistent. And we were looking back at Houston weather. And during the winter, it's crazy. It's like high is 25 and then it goes below freezing, then up again. It's, it's crazy roller coaster. But here it's very even. Very radical changes there. So we'll see how gradually hot it becomes. If it's fast or if it's slow, I guess we'll keep you posted. Doesn't it doesn't seem like it's stopping the mold though? That's very annoying. But we're keeping on top of that. Just yeah. these, as we mentioned before, just one of the drawbacks of living in the Mediterranean, I suppose, is uh, maybe it's just Italy how they design houses. Which so we're only talking about our little town here. But it sounds like mold for most most folks here is an issue. I think ours is actually probably the least issues from what we heard from other people but right. it's 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 such an annoying little thing that you have to worry about and i just hate the sight of it because it's it's people love mother nature but this is like mother nature fighting back it's really frustrating it just wants to destroy our little home it's making people it doesn't make people well it can make you sick actually that's what you have to well, treat we know that it. monica reacts to it she has a little bit of a runny nose right so we have to quickly act and, but, and the most annoying part is that the worst is in the girl's room the worst of it, that's where it is. It's like, so obscure. Come on, I mean, mold. Yeah, that's what we bought. We bought two dehumidifiers. And I, I, think, I think it's been helping. I think it's helping. So I imagine yeah. if they weren't there, I imagine it would be worse. But still, like those things are running for the most, most of the day, every day. But the yep. thing is, in the summer, there's no issues. Everything's hot. Your, your, the inside of your house is warm. There's no co uh, condensation occurring. So that's great. So when we, I was actually worried if we were to leave and come back. Oh, would, yeah. would our Ooh. house was just I, w I would be disgusted by that but uh it sounds like it's not an issue well which imagine makes sense. leaving in the winter oh gosh no yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty gross no, that'd be no. really bad so let's recap this week so we have some good news good news for our little teresa yes on monday i went to the school i talked to the sisters i got teresa her uniform everything is settled she starts tomorrow that's a big day oh it's so we're 
it's very complicated to get anything straight out of Italian. So I was talking to the sisters. I was asking questions. I still have no clue what's going to happen. They don't have a little booklet or info for me. They Nothing. just say, yeah, come. I'm like, okay, so what time does school starts? Eh, like we open at 7.30, but you first day just come at nine. Like, I still don't know what time it starts, but I'll have a list of questions. I'll ask the, the teacher tomorrow. But what we're going to do is we're going to do it very gradually. Tomorrow, I'll go in with her at nine. We'll stay maybe an hour or two, depending on how it goes, but I'll stay with her. And I don't know if I'll stay in the classroom, but I'll stay in the school. I'll, I'll stick around just to make sure everything yes. is fine. And then after an hour or two, we'll go back home. And then tomorrow, well, because Joe is home, so he can watch Teresa. Now Monica. On, Monica. <laughs> Monica. Teresa's going to school. Teresa's school with me. Joe watches Monica. But on Tuesday, you have school. So I was thinking I'll bring Teresa and then I'll hang out at the park that is really close to the school with Monica. Yes. And then come and pick up Teresa an hour or two after. But that time she will be fully alone in the classroom. And then maybe on Wednesday, we'll do the same thing, depending on how it goes. If it goes super well on Tuesday, maybe she could do the, the, the half day completely. So we'll keep you posted on that. But that I'm actually really excited for her. I think it's going to be hard. She will probably cry the first day. But I think she's going to love it. I think so. She loves playing with kids. She she already speaks so much Italian. I mean, like I ask her questions randomly and she knows how to say stuff. It's very impressive. Actually, maybe later we'll do a little, we'll ask her to say a few words. Let's see if she cooperates, but very exciting. I'm excited for that. Yeah, she's our big little girl and we'll we'll post some pictures of her uniform on Patreon. It's It's pretty adorable. Like I think even in the public system, they have... What is it? It's like a like a lab coat. It's, it's almost a, like a lab coat. It's a very yeah. fancy lab coat. It has a little like blue tie sort of thing for her, some pockets. That's for her regular days of school. But on So she day... wears regular clothes under, but she just puts Co that over. Correct. And then on, on days where she has gym, she has this pretty pretty awesome little tracksuit. It's it's funny. I and I I've seen kids like that walking around in Rome. I'm like, why are they in tracksuits like these kids? This is what they do. They just have these. Uh, this is their gym uniform. So, yeah. and it's cute. It has a little uh, Carmelite logo, and then Santa Teresa, then Babino Gesù. So it, it has like her name on it. I don't know. It's it's amazing. I have a good feeling about all of this. Yeah, it, it'll. My my only concern was maybe for you, just the fact that you'd have to to walk there. It might shake the routine up a bit, but it's yes. not impossible. But it definitely, you're basically going to be walking. Six kilometers. Almost the same amount of meat per day. Yeah, which is awesome for my weight. Oh, man. Which means I can gain a lot of weight back in Canada this summer. Wow. Well, I guess, yeah, with the good Putin eating, smoked meats. And... Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. But yes, <laughs> yes. I'm a bit concerned because when I had to go to the vaccination office last week alone with both girls, Monica on my back pushing a stroller up a hill, I hurt my knee and of course I didn't hurt it, like I didn't injure it, but it's been hurting a little bit the last like week and a half and I was getting worried that walking a lot would totally screw it up, but it's been feeling better lately. I've been trying to avoid walking and it's better, so I guess we'll take it one step at a time. One step at a time and it'll be slightly different. I mean, if you are if you push it, you can get to the school in 13 minutes, like optimal pace. And I guess on the way back, you can throw Monica into the stroller. So it's and a Teresa can walk too. It's a little bit better, but doesn't doesn't you know change the fact it's a bit of a walk too for sure. So, well, we're gonna take it one step at a time to see how you're dealing with it. This might shake up your little um, your work routine. Sure. Yeah. Um, but we're prepared for that because, like you said, I think Teresa's 
you know, she stinks around here, you know, just to use it. You she's know. bored. She's and I'm not a good mom in the sense that I don't do activities with them. She's very asking a million questions, wants to do things. I think this is, and I, I, I was talking, we were talking about it in like together, like this idea, like, are we doing a poor job as parents if we're not sort of doing all, every single thing perfect and everything? I said, no, no, that's not the case. Me and you, we have very specific gifts and talents. Like, for example, you're really good with manners, making sure the kids, kids eat well uh you know yeah. they tidy up like and they, they yes. all these things like they sing you kind of do singing reading with them yeah that's all very good like you see like people notice that when we're at church and even today everyone's just always complimenting the girls and they that, are well behaved and they have good manners and then true. even for my side you know for me obviously uh very spiritual yes. disciplined you know making sure things like that's where we sort of are really good but there's no shame in the fact that me and you for example like doing crafts it's not that we can't do it. It's just for us, it's like, it's difficult. I mean, so anyways, at this point, like I felt, yeah. I, I kind of like, you know what? No, this is where this is like, again, the body of Christ. Yes. We need the support of t- teachers build up this skill set as well. Little sisters, you know, that's what they love. They don't have kids of their own. So their students are their kids. They love it. Awesome. We're going to pay you to do it. <laughs> it's tiring like to think like, oh, I have to do everything. No, you don't. No. You do the best that you can with the gifts you have. And again, in this case, we're able to send her to a school where they're going to build up those skills. Like this is, and that's why I'm excited to get this because I think like she's ready to build up those skills. Yes. Like the, the spiritual stuff, and we can chat about that, like, you know, the, like our little rosary routine with them. The spiritual stuff will get more intense in time with us. We can pass it on. But right now she's just a kid. She wants like, wants to just play Mm-hmm. And, you know, she wants to draw and all these little things. Like, this is the right time to just do all those things. And I think, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Well, speaking of the rosary, um, a few months ago, we changed up our routine. We used to pray the rosary together when the girls were down. But we're like, I think with Advent, may- maybe earlier. But anyways, earlier, yeah. we started praying with them. So just before they go to bed, we light up a candle. We turn off the lights. And we we both pray the rosary and the girls just hang around and Actually, I don't know if it's like luck that it happens like that, but they play the best together during the rosary. We're, we're not forcing them to sit and pray. They're too young. And they, they run around, but it's, it's, it's cute. I mean, they're always doing kind of cute things during the rosary. Like they'll play tag together or they'll just tickle each other or whatever they do. <laughs> yeah, they play so well that it just makes it a very beautiful, fun, happy family moment together. All right, I think that's just, yeah, like you're saying, I think before... I think they're at, a, they're at a good age now. I mean, Teresa probably could have stuck around a little bit, but now that Monica's kind of independent a little bit by herself, they can both do their own thing, listen to us, pray, mm-hmm. you know, and slowly just get accustomed to that this is what we're going to do. This is our family. This is how we do things. Absolutely. But at the same time, we I'm not going to force them to sit. I mean, they're just, they're kids. They're just yeah. going to run around. And the fact that they, you know, they're not killing each other, I think that's an accomplishment. So Absolutely. So that we can actually pray and then they get to blow out the candle at the end and they take turns. Monica's gotten really good at she doing that. She likes blowing candles. She's a she's a she's a little champ there. So no well, that, she she uh, she brought a bench a little two step when I was cooking and she's trying to blow the the gas range. Oh gosh. Like like yeah this is not a candle. <laughs> <laughs> what a cutie. And uh, you've been working very hard on another key update, working very hard on your carta. Tell us where you're at. So you remember this whole saga of residency 
permit to stay stuff. So right now, Joe is all done. I am at the step where I need to apply for a permit to stay, uh, which in my case is a carta because I'm an EU wife. So I was really terrified at the idea of having to fill out this form. It was, I could not understand a word of it. So I went to a very nice and dear friend's house and she and her husband, they are in a very similar situation. Uh, she's American, but her husband is EU. So they kind of knew what we had to do. So they explained a lot of stuff. I filled out all the form at their house and they told me what I needed to print and add in the kit that I will need to bring to the post office, like we mentioned before. And uh, hopefully we can get all of that done by tomorrow. I'm hoping tomorrow afternoon when Teresa comes back from school, I can go to the post office just get hand in everything for me and the girls and then I'll get this little magical receipt that will make it okay for me to stay in Italy and then hopefully in two weeks from now I'll have an appointment at the uh, police station well they'll look at all the the stuff that I submitted they'll take fingerprints I think and uh, they'll tell me if I'm missing something apparently I will be missing something uh, I cannot expect it to be a uh, perfect right at the first. Yeah, there's I don't so think there's, it will. there's so many variables with this. For example, we we have an EU bank account, so and according to EU laws, like, you cannot, you cannot discriminate. Dis- you discriminate, cannot. but that doesn't necessarily stop the Italians from doing that. So there is problem number one. But because we have to prove sufficient funds, so we have to prove our in that we have sufficient funds in an Italian bank account, but we have a German bank account, so. And it's, but again, as Viva said, it's it's for it's applicable to all of you, so there shouldn't be any discrimination. But ex- we expect there to be discrimination, so that's number one. Because it's very complicated to open an Italian bank account. If we don't have to do it, I would much rather not have to do it. We'll find we out. We will see. We'll find out that. Uh, I think for me, the like, this is. I think it's actually somewhat serious. This 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 discussion really because this could be a deal breaker. I mean, this is always. It doesn't. A lot of people are saying no. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But um, the fact that you're, I'm a student, a bachelor student. So that's that's a minus. I'm not like a master student. The fact that we both technically don't have uh, a really steady source of income. You have a tiny bit, but, yeah, but not, I, I don't have a. I didn't. Nearly. I didn't do a tax return yet, so I don't have any papers not, at all. No paperwork. Yeah. I don't have. We. I don't have a contract or anything. No. That actually might make things difficult because... Well, I did read and I did a lot of research and technically by your EU status, you are allowed free movement and they can deny you residency if they don't believe that you can sustain yourself, but we have the sufficient funds. So now it all depends on them just maybe deciding not to give it to well, us. Well, that's what I think. But, te- yeah. but, but technically we are okay. Like technically we fit all the bills. It just, everybody says in Italy, it depends on the person in front of you behind the counter. And if that person is in a bad mood that day, then it might go very wrong. So, so at any rate, we don't necessarily know where this is going to land. It's not. It's not like we. Oh, you have all the forms done. Uh, we have to sit on this for maybe another two weeks. It's a. It'd be a miracle if it got done in that appointment. Uh, the, you know, we'll definitely give you an update after that. But but I won't know. Or well, we won't know till we get there. Then it, it might take like five or six months in order for me to get that carta. Like it's going to be a very long process. But at least at least if at we least can... the important thing is to get that receipt. Sure. Yeah. That's so, that's that's sort of the. That's the goal right now. <laughs> so this is this is just the. I don't know what this is, the equivalent of getting a visa or per, no. not a permanent residency in no, like Canada. No, there's, there like, there should no, be an it, equivalent. No, I, like, I don't think so. Maybe there isn't. I there don't think go. so. Once you get a visa, you have to, everybody needs to apply for a permit to stay unless you're Italian then or EU, 
then you can go straight to residency, which is what we did for you. Otherwise, if you have a visa or if you're a spouse of EU or whatever, you need to do that permit to stay thing. It's very complicated. I don't advise you go read up online because there's a lot of information. There's very, and we Viva did a good job reading about this stuff way in advance and still... And even the people here who have gone through it, it's still not even like clear for anyone exactly. Oh. It's just like the luck of the draw. It's Another like, thing is like my, my friends that, that helped me fill out the forms. They're like, oh, but your name is not on the rental contract. Oh, That's going to be a problem. Yes. But then I remember when we signed the rental contract, I told the realtor, hold on, my name needs to be on the rental, rental contract. And he's like, no, you don't have a permit to stay. Since you're married, it's going to be fine. You can just do it under his name. But then my friend said, no. That didn't work for some and some people that we know. Oh, so, I mean, that's ball. a catch-22, right? Because I need a permit to stay to be on the contract, but I need a contract to have a permit to stay. Yeah, this is this is the madness here. This is Italy. So with that, and of we'll course, <laughs> and of course, with you know the last the last little thing here, it's as we were getting ready to go on Thursday. I think you were on to go on Thursday. Yes. Our printer decided no, not to work. Not even. I came back from my friend's house with the filled form and everything. And the printer did a little, and then it, it well, was, was it was, was that exact night. It was that night, and then yes. afterwards we tried to turn on the printer, and lo and behold, decided not to work. It did not work. No reason whatsoever. It's extremely frustrating because we need to photocopy documents. We need to photocopy documents, so it's it's like, well, we can't do it today. So this is the joys we're kind of going through. It's, I know you've been bearing a lot of the stress. It's it's getting there, but we still have a little bit of work to do. That's for sure. Very quickly, we'll test out Teresa's Italian. Are you ready, Teresa? How do you say bonjour? Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Or buongiorno? Buongiorno. How do you say, comment dit jouer? Giocare. Comment dit singe? Signa. Comment dit papillon? Fafala. Comment dit toilette? Bagno. Comment dit, euh, aide, s'il te plaît? Rien Et comment dit je m'appelle Teresa? And now just count to ten quickly in Italian. Uno, due, tre, quattro, cinque, sei, sette, otto, nove, dieci. There we go. That's our rock star. Now listen to the melody. Maybe it come from me. I think it's plain to see. Some people say that the great. This week, or maybe it was even last week, that there was this book uh, released by uh, Cardinal Sarah and our former Pope Pope Benedict on. I'm not. I can't remember the exact title, but I think it was just around the affirmation or need or encouragement for priestly celibacy. Of course, this discussion has been. Uh, a hot topic since the Amazon Synod, and this this book really. I mean, I was I had a interesting discussion with Genevieve. I was really mulling over over this book, not in particular. I mean, not in particular to Cardinal Sir or, or Pope Emeritus Benedict, but really, what any type of these books, and you see you see a lot of these um, authors from all over, sort of writing books, giving their opinions, um, sort of kind of creating division, creating camps. And I didn't say, I didn't, I'm not saying this book had done that, but it really just sparked the question, you know, to what involvement should 
the laity, and I'm really more concerned about the laity, chime in too heavily on sort of the the clerical matters that are happening within the church. So maybe let's begin with 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 the with just a book. And you know, I think our discussion around that, like my initial discussion was like with Viva was, you know, should something like this should should something be published or written uh, in which where I just felt very certain that people would maybe you know pick sides here or mm-hmm. pick apart this book and start you know um, how would I say like forming a camp against you know Pope Francis. You know, is it is it prudent to sort of write something like that? Because, of course, I mean, this is not a coincidental topic, you know, that priestly celibacy. This has obviously directly to do with what was came out of the Amazon Synod. So it really just struck me like, you know, we can maybe talk with, the, with just what is at the level of the clergy then downward to the laity. So, I mean, what were your initial thoughts with that? And you, know, you did some good research and found some stuff on that. Well, my initial thought was that this was a very important topic, and I think we have to talk about it. I think we have to know everything that's behind it. And I think the only people who really have a say in it are, yeah, the clergy, not only the clergy, but very important people in the clergy, like Pope Emeritus and Cardinal Sarah. And again, Pope Francis never decided that priestly celibacy was not a thing anymore. He said that he would rather die than, or I don't know if he said exactly rather die, but he would rather die than than having priests not being celibate. And I think it's, my position is that it's okay and it's very necessary to have these discussions and to have these books out so that we see all the, the, the sides of the issue. Now, the problem is that people did really take it, took it and ran with it, and they there was already a lot of discussions that were very unnecessary on the internet afterwards. So where is the problem? I don't think the problem is with the people publishing the book. I think the people is people, the lady having too many opinions. Like, it's but, not your place, maybe. But you, And I guess a key point that you showed me was that in the book, I mean, the authors state that they're doing this in obedience filial or obedience filial obedience so, yeah. so of course I, I there's there's two levels to this discussion it's i i for one agree that clerics and stuff should be able to write and discuss these things um, these things and it sort of keeps it all contained within that realm it's 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 i'm, I'm and i really just began to wonder like maybe this is something this polarizing effect I don't know if that's really actually something we can solve because we have what's what's let's take this let's take my point to the like the full extreme. What do we not write anything? Okay, well no. But then I then I sent Viva um, just an article headline from from CNN. Yeah. And basically this this is what this was my concern. It was so it says ex Pope Benedict undercuts Francis doesn't even say Fran- Pope Francis undercuts Francis on priests and celibacy. So and he undercut him. I love it. So. For me, it's I I I it has, see. This is where I'm trying to be very clear. It has nothing to do with the fact that the, that this book was written by these people. I think it sounds like it was done in the most well right done, yeah. in the most right manner, from what I gather. Someone, maybe if you can correct us, you know, please do so. But because like the Pope uh, Pope Francis saying something about something doesn't mean that you we can talk about it. Like we can talk about it. We can. Um, analyze it further. We can see the value of something or not, you know. And Pope Francis has not even declared anything about no, it. No, not nothing really. But as I, I told Viva, I'm like, just give this a few days. I guarantee you, the the key characters on YouTube who already have sort of a bone to pick with Pope Francis, this will come up. 
And of course, surely a few, one person that I looked at, it came up. I'm sure it's probably popped up in a few other channels. I'm like, this is, and this, and unfortunately it's like this type of material, this sort of, I'm guessing it's sort of like a made up conflict between the popes. We're creating a division amongst the opinions. Then people begin to, of course, as they like to address them as Bergoglio is, it's going to change the church. And you know, it's, uh, it's. It really drives me bonkers. It's just, and so the issue might be, this is, so maybe another issue is that maybe, no, maybe the priest, um, I agree, clerics and stuff, they are probably the most well-suited to discuss these things. It's, and I, I think that's fine, but what is really the role of the laity? Even even our role in sort of discussing this, mm-hmm. like what is, because at the same time too, we're not, I think what we're trying to strive for is we, you know, we love both the, you know, the Pope, current Pope and the former Pope who's still present. Yes. Um, but it's, I think it's extremely hard, I think, for, I don't know, the, the late here, especially now, it's like this time of the, the social media jumping in, giving their two cents, maybe unaware that what they're doing is actually doing more harm than good. I don't know. Like, everyone's got an opinion these days. And it's, where do you, how, what's the most prudent thing to do? Can you do anything in this social media age with that? Or is this just a, a thing Catholics have to deal with now? What I see is this analogy of you and I having a discussion about something. Let's say what school Teresa should go to. And then I disagree with you. And then Teresa comes in like, oh, well, mom is totally against dad. And um, she's totally right. Because it's like, okay, just shut your mouth. This is not your place. We're having a discussion. And you will just agree to whatever we decide in the end. And... This is the way I think, and maybe because I'm a phlegmatic and I love to follow a leader and rules and stuff, but I don't think people should decide who's right or not in this matter. It is not up to us. It is not up to little little Joe commenting on an article to say, oh, Pope, Pope, ben- Pope Francis is totally wrong and Pope yeah. Benedict should have stayed Pope. Okay, n- t- t- shut your mouth. <laughs> Stop talking. This is not up to you. And you are maybe putting fuel in the fire. Well, for this for is what sh- I believe. I, I mean, that you and all you have to do is you find any of these videos on YouTube, look at the comments, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll see a very clear pattern of uh, the type of people who are loving the stuff, fueling it. And I don't know. I, to be honest, I think the, the, the conclusion really of all this, I don't think it's going to stop. I think we're, this is just our time. Everyone has the free liberty to, everyone, lay, uh, the clergy can produce any type of written material. Um, all of us can decide to give our opinions or two cents. I honestly, for the most part, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking it's just better to just stay away from that. I think it really keeps you on an even keel because, again, depending on your temperament, you may be inadvertently drawn to some of these counterpoints. It's actually very difficult. You have yes, to really, you really have to sort of steward yourself because a lot of a lot of what some of these folks might be saying or the critiques they they might actually be appealing and convincing. I'm not I'm not saying that there's obviously the appeal to these things is maybe that there are elements of truth, but there are. It's I I just just be careful. I guess for everyone, just the hole you dig yourself into, right? Like. You know, it's, we're sort of, you know, the turf war where it's like, we're, and one thing I've been chatting with Viva, it's like, we are on every front being attacked as the church, as a Catholic. I mean, you have to just look in your day-to-day life economically, you know, we, we just actually finished watching the founder yesterday about oh sort of the, the rise of McDonald's, you know, a good abiding Catholic probably wouldn't have done a lot of the things he would have done in that, in that movie. But at the same time, that's why we're not on the top of the, you know, the rich of the rich, you know, this is, and then you just do, you know, even um, economically, uh, 
politically, we're sort of undermined in everywhere we go. Uh, Education-wise, the academics, we're also undermined. They undermine all the principles of the faith as well. And unfortunately, now what we're having is even amongst ourselves, just like whatever, you know, we're, let's create division amongst ourselves where there should be unity and strength. And that's where we can really draw this power, I believe, to really work together and do something positive to fight back some of these true elements. We're just fueling ourselves with sort of disagreements that really, I personally, I think these add to nothing. No one is, I believe, practicing genuine, real virtue, no. practicing charity, love. Distraction. And everyone's just sort of looking at us like, look at these these guys just bouncing around right it's i don't know just i i guess in the end i guess my our opinion is be weary be uh, humble be humble and before just before talking stop think i mean just read scripture read some saints you know that's it's probably more better than some of these uh uh opinions that are floating around i don't know this is this is i honestly it's just so easy to get wrapped up in this in this world it's exciting it's kind of gossipy and i think there's a danger there and if you start seeing yourself in some ways like you know even slowly beginning to dislike the pope or like one pope over the other and i think you can do that but maybe not in like um like a malicious way i don't know it's i just say watch out so or publicly in a way that would cause scandal or confusion let's work together folks all right remember to find our facebook page find our patreon page and pray for us give us a little money if you can and we'll see you next week bye bye god bless bye bye yeah